Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's going on, my fellow champs? How are we doing tonight? It is another episode here of the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Justin Gonzalez. Alongside me is Derek Bordeaux, and you can find him on Twitter at pigskin underscore DRock, and you can find myself at pigskin underscore Gonzo. Derek, how are we doing tonight, man? Feeling like a champ, dude. I've, yes, sir. I have my... Uh I don't know if you saw me on my way in, but I have my championship socks on tonight <laughs> with the trophies and all. Let's right? do it, bro. So I'm just, I'm feeling, I woke up feeling a little dangerous today. Hell yeah, We're man. We're talk some rankings. I'm ready. Yes, sir. All, all right. right, man. We are getting into it because it's preseason time already, man. Let's we go. We are here. Oh, we are I here. I can't wait until Saturday night to watch my Bucks play on Saturday night. Can't wait. Super excited. Happy dance. Let's go. <laughs> Man's got his socks on. Man's got his happy dance. He's Let's ready go. to go. All right, man. Well, tonight we are going to be talking about our Q quarterback and our tight end rankings for the 2021 NFL season. But first, man, you want to play a game real quick? Sure. All right. All right, man. We are going to go ahead and play Champ's Choice tonight. And uh, this one's uh, the one I, that we kind of came up with today. It kind of brings you into a little bit of roster construction who are you trying to chase who you know what i'm saying like are you wanting that stud maybe that top one or two quarterback or are you wanting that stud one or two tight end so i'm gonna give you josh allen or you can have your pick between waller waller and kittle because waller and kittle are probably about right now in adp three spots separated so you can get one of the top two tight ends your choice or you can have josh allen I like the floor is yours. I'm going to go with the quarterback. I'm going to take Josh Allen. And it may be a little biased because I have him in my my main league, uh, keeping him this year for a 13th-round pick, so loving it. But if Josh Allen is the number one quarterback or the number one player at his position, I feel like it has a bigger impact on my roster than the number one tight end. Now – I say that from a points-per-game standpoint. I'm not really saying, like, yes, it gives you a positional advantage to have the tight end, right? Because there's only a couple of tight ends that are even scoring that many points. Like, Travis Kelsey was a cheat code last year if you had him on your team. And everyone else is struggling with tight end, but you've got, you know, that top guy, right? I don't know if Darren Waller or George Kittle can do that for my team, if they can give me enough of a positional advantage where Josh Allen is a 4,500-yard passer and an 800-yard rusher with double-digit touchdown upside on the ground. So, I don't know. I just feel like the the, the tight end is not going to do enough for my roster. I'd rather have the quarterback. So, if I'm in – now, I'm probably taking him in the third or fourth round if he's there depending on where I'm at in the draft. Yeah, right now he's going early, early third round. Yeah, and that's pretty much where the the, the tight ends are going as well, right around that same yep. range. So, yeah, from a roster construction standpoint, for me it's I want the quarterback and then I'm punting tight end. Now, if you take the tight end, you'd have to punt the quarterback and you wouldn't take the quarterback till late. I just think that the, the advantage is bigger with a quarterback. So I'll take Josh Allen. All right, man. Yeah, for me, I'm actually you know, the, the complete opposite for exactly what you were saying. Like, <laughs> li- You're wrong for the same reasons that no, I'm right. This is, but for exactly why what you were saying yeah. is the reasons why I, I want to take a tight end. Yeah. Because for me, when you say that you're going to go ahead and punt the position of quarterback, I don't feel like punting the position of quarterback and punting the, the position of tight end is the same thing. I think you have a much higher chance of getting a top five, top ten quarterback later in the draft than you do, you know, having a difference maker in a very scarce tight end group. Because outside the top, 
you can make your uh, argument right now outside of the top four or five. It, it, you don't know what you're going to get. Literally, you don't know what you're going to get with Pitts. He could bust. I mean, he is a great talent on the college NF- on the college field. We haven't seen him on the NFL field. We're going to need a little taste of that coming up in preseason. But there's still a possibility he can bust, just like there's a possibility J- Jamar Chase can bust and Devontae Smith and all these guys. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think that's going to happen. But still that. Noah Fant, he's, you know, he's a guy that he's – kind of have his bad quarterback play you don't know what's going to happen so i think the positional advantage you get with taking a waller or a kittle and having that consistent at the tight end position besides that streaming candidate is a lot safer for you and for me like if i go get a ryan Tannehill who's currently like quarterback 10 i'm happy with that like he still has a huge upside and you're taking him in the 9 10 10th round something like that you know so that that's the reason why i would go ahead and take that to me what's considered a positional advantage where it runs out really quick after realistically the top three because you can see the break it's like three round break before that next tight end is is being taken or at least two rounds you know so that that's why i would go ahead with the with one of those tight ends. And, I mean, take your pick. Like, some people are a little higher on Waller. They'll take Waller first. Personally, I'm still on the Kittle side. Yeah, you have Kittle ranked two. I have Waller at two. Yeah, exactly. And I've seen that everywhere. Everywhere right now, people are, you know, I would take Waller. No, I would take Kittle. I'm still on the Kittle side. Kittle is a freak, man. He, athletically, I'm not saying anything about Waller, but athletically, he can do what Travis Kelsey was doing. Like, he can put those kind of numbers. It wasn't long ago that we were talking about, is it Kittle or Kelsey? And just Kelsey had a blow-up year last year, and Kittle was hurt. Yeah. You know, so I think that's what's, like, making that difference maker right now is the fact that Kelsey's not missing time, but Kittle was. So I'm only going to throw one rebuttal in there, and then we can move on, but... I want when I when I'm in a draft, I want guys who can be the number one p- player at their position, right? Josh Allen can do that. Yeah, but you're taking him at the number two spot. I know, I know. You know what I'm saying? But here, here's my thing. I don't know if George Kittle can be the number one overall tight end, but I know that with Josh Allen. Okay. I don't know if Darren Waller can do it. I mean, if 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 Trey Lance comes in as the quarterback for the Niners sooner rather than later and they're a run first team and the volume's not there for Kittle and he's relying more on touchdowns he could not you know he could end up not being the tight end one if Darren Waller if Brian Edwards and um Henry Ruggs Henry Ruggs take that next step and Derek Carr is distributing the ball more to the outside receivers Darren Waller could take a hit I don't Josh Allen they don't they don't they're not running the ball in, in Buffalo Except with Josh Allen. Yeah. They might pitch it to but at the same time, or, like, or Zach Moss. When but. I'm looking at the rankings for tight end, you're not you're not thinking that, you know, the guys below the top three are gonna finish number one. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, when you're looking at the quarterback, you got a decent list of guys that could finish number one. Mm-hmm. Like you have options. That's where that's where I'm going with. I think there's more option on the QB side to finish as a number one quarterback the number one quarterback than you do tight end. Okay, let's, 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 let's we're going to jump off the rails real quick. We're, we're going to stay with this topic, but I have I have a thought now that I want to expand on. We can jump into some rankings in a minute. Let's do let's go our top 5, okay? But this is what we're going to do. Each one of us is going to take a turn, right? And we're going to list in order which players you would take, right? But we're going to mix quarterback and tight end together and leave running back and receiver out of it. And we're come up with a top five. So, like, if I'm drafting, right, and I just assume you're taking best player available at all times. Don't think about your roster. If I'm on the clock, I, you know, I would take Mahomes first, right? That's what you would, you would think. Like, Mahomes first. Who's your – when does that tight end come into play? Like, when are you taking a tight end over the quarterback to? For you, it would probably be Waller, right, or Kittle? Well, or- I mean – yeah, so are you talking about are you talking about Kelsey? Sorry, Kelsey. Okay, so you know what I'm saying cuz it realistically I would probably want the the tight end 
first. First, before I get the okay, Mahomes. Okay, so let's just start with that. So out of both positions, consider your rankings. Which one are you taking first? I, I would take Travis Kelsey first. Okay. And that's how he's being drafted okay. right I now. I would too. I would too. You brought up a very good point. I forgot about Kelsey. Kelsey first. Yes, 100%. You're Now you're up on the clock again. Who are you taking second out of those two position groups? What's the second player taking? Second best player. So, yeah, I mean, if we're not going roster construction or yeah, ADP no or anything like no that, ADP. Then, I, then I'm going to start taking my quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? I, I do feel a little bit more comfortable with the type of quarterbacks, the top three especially. Um, you can go just top two, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And, you know, because you, you saw that leap. You know what I'm saying? We don't know if there's going to be regression for Josh Allen. We're not, you know, I don't think there's going to be. I don't think there's going to be any type of change. I don't, I'm not scared of those running backs taking away any type of work in the goal line. Um, so, I mean, maybe after that, Josh Allen is where I'm, I'm leaning towards Kittle a little bit. You know, I like Kittle a little bit more than I do um, Kittle more than Waller. Uh, and then, you know, I, I would probably take Kyler at that point and then take Waller. Okay, so you know your top five would be Kelsey, Mahomes, Waller, Allen. No, no, no. I would go. I would then go. List your top five. Just Kel- help me out. Kel- give me Kelsey, Mahomes, Allen. Then give me Kittle, and then Kyler. So I, w- going, I wouldn't have going back and forth. Yeah, I wouldn't have tight end Waller. Quarterback, tight end yeah, quarterback, tight. Yeah. Okay. Like I love the top three guys right now that I have ranked, and I to me I like the top two guys of Kittle and Kelsey more than I do Waller. And then with Lamar, like Lamar is a great quarterback, but I believe his upside with the passing game, especially now that uh, some of his guys are hurt, you know, I to me, I I want the positional advantage more than I do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? With Lamar. Yeah, I mean, the reason I brought that up is because I'm starting to think that, especially in single quarterback leagues, I'm starting to toy with the idea that maybe we should stop thinking about our quarterback and tight end rankings separately. And I think that it might help people more to say, like, you know, obviously we don't suggest draft strategies, right? Like zero running back, any of that, any of that yeah. stuff, right? So, but maybe this, th- think about tight end quarterback like this. If you're going to take a tight end or quarterback in the third round, and maybe that's a better way to phrase this. In the third round, you're in the third round, right? You're on the clock. And you've said to yourself, I'm going to take the positional advantage, right, in the draft. So maybe you go running back, running back, or running back wide receiver. But in the third round, you're like, I really like my options at quarterback and tight end. This is the top five that I would that I would consider. And then based on who's available, you take best available out of that list. So like if it comes around the third round and I have, let's say, let's say you're on the clock and you've got Kelsey – Mahomes, Kittle, right, as your top three? Yeah. Uh, no. Top three would be uh, Kelsey, Mahomes. Kelsey, Mahomes, Allen. Allen, okay. So you're saying to yourself, if Kelsey's there in the third round and pulling the trigger. Oh, 100%. If he's yeah. drafted in the second round and you're sitting there now, your your best available quarterback tight end is Patrick Mahomes. That's what I'm taking. Okay, yeah. And then what you would do is, is that when you the whatever player you take – if it's a quarterback, now tight end, I'm waiting. I'm waiting till the end. If it's a tight end, quarterback, I'm waiting till the end to take a quarterback. Right? That's what I would suggest as far as quarterback, tight end rankings yeah. and drafting and approaching those two positions because if you take Josh Allen in the third, come back and hit Andrews in the fourth, well, now you've just given up you two gave up top some- – Running back or wide receiver, like you gave up. You two. just gave up some top wide receiver yes. depth, especially because that. Like I've done a lot of mocks lately, and that wide receiver room, like it, I've done everywhere, and then I've noticed going at the like eleven, twelve spot there. If you're going running back, running back, like your wide receiver one coming back in that third round, you're looking at the like couple tiers down because that the, some of those uh, wide receivers just fly off the board man yeah it's crazy yeah that those like four five and six those are prime receiver rounds man. oh yeah like, receivers are going to fly off the board yeah. and sprinkled in there are going to be the rest of the viable running backs mm-hmm. i can't afford as a drafter to go in and take a quarterback and a tight end in the top six rounds yeah you're going to be hurting because you're hurting your team 
you can take I would suggest one of those players because having that positional advantage like we talked about is so crucial. The guy that won our main league, the one that we've been in for the longest time last year, had Travis Kelsey. Yep. Had that positional advantage at tight end. Now he didn't have the positional advantage at quarterback because he was a smart drafter. He didn't take I mean, he took what did he take? Russell Wilson, but it wasn't yeah. like top six rounds, I don't think. It was probably uh, maybe was maybe some, the six seven yeah. area. But yeah, the whole thought is maybe combine the rankings, look at it that way, and see in the third round, who are you pulling the trigger on? Maybe it's the fourth round, and you're like, okay, by round four, I want either one quarterback or one tight end on my team. That gives you the first three rounds to take those stud players to set up your roster. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So, sorry, that was a little, uh, got a little off nah, the tracks dude, for a it. second. But, hey, man. Just wanted to expand an idea I had real quick and hopefully provide some value, man. That that definitely sounds like a route that I'm going to go down and take a look at those rankings and see if see if I'm going to develop a plan like that and say, hey, in the third round, that's what I'm planning on doing. So yeah, all right. Um, Want to talk some news? Let's do it. All right. Hey, what happened? All right, Cowboys wide receiver. Amari Cooper passes physical and is removed from the PUP list. Great news for a top, th- what, three-round wide receiver? Yeah. Easily top three. Yeah, um, he's, he's currently going. Yeah, pull that up for me. I'm going to read the next one. Um, third-year receiver, third-year Patriots wide receiver, Jacoby Myers, looks to be the most consistent receiver at training camp. Super late-round guy. Any interest, Justin, in Jacoby Myers? No, man. I I really don't want any part of that. I He was a viable option, especially for PPR. Like, a viable, like down the stretch. He yeah, was. down the stretch. Viable flex option. But I really don't think that with the addition that they brought in, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, Nelson Aguilar. James White coming back. Yeah, you've got uh what they bring in, Kendrick Bourne too. Like I, I just think there's so many pieces that and and you don't know what you're gonna get. You're gonna are you gonna get still having to kill Harry on yeah, the roster. Yeah, yeah I am good, man. Yeah. I mean, maybe in a deep, deep league he might be utilized, but I, I really don't think that he's gonna be uh worth it. All right. Uh, Ravens rookie wide receiver Rashad Bateman injured during Tuesday's practice. We now know it's a uh, it's a groin injury, and it's gonna looks he's looking like he's gonna miss a couple weeks. Good initial report because the fear was a couple months because you know groin injuries are no joke. I mean, the majority of football is running around, and yeah, man. it hurts to run when you got a groin injury. So, um, yeah, tough to see. Uh, Rashad Bateman was tearing it up in, in camp before this happened. So, can my guys just stop getting hurt, please? I would love like, for the preseason to just end today. Can we just stop. Can we just jump into oh week one? God. Let's just start now because everyone's just getting hurt, dude. This is all right. Raiders tight end Darren Waller, the guy we we're just talking about, has missed his ninth straight day of training camp. Well, that's not good. Undisclosed reason. They haven't told us what's going on. But there's the NFL rules actually state that coaches don't have to submit an injury report to the media until week one. Yep. So. Yeah, coaches are taking full avail- uh, advantage of that. Oh, absolutely. They are not going to disclose They don't want to talk to the media anyway. <laughs> so why are they going to talk to them now when they don't have to? Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow calling training camp struggles, quote, a mental thing. I'm surprised he didn't say it's a protection thing. Um, so how, like, like how mental? Like, I I don't understand. Like, what do you like? Uh, oh man, he's listen. I think it more has more to do with like he's thinking about his leg. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he's tentative. He's nervous. Yeah, but it's not just him that's struggling. That's the problem. Like, yes, it's not no, just Joe Burrow. And I get it. Like the mental aspect of his, like of the injury that he just sustained last year. Like that. Yes, that is going to be on your mind, man. Like throwing that ball, you're gonna want to get rid of it faster. You're gonna 
want to make, you know, you maybe make some poor judgment calls because of of the fact that you're trying to get it out faster. It's a rookie, or he was a rookie. He's very young, and it, you know, I can I can understand where the mental aspect comes in, but it's not just Joe Burrow, man. It's it it even even their fifth overall pick, man. It, you know, he's not getting the proper separation everybody thought, and yes. That he does need to get back into football because he's been out of it for so long. So maybe it's just something that needs to click or needs to get acclimated. It's going to take him a little more time. Whatever. And we've seen his skill set on on an, on a football field against very high talented dudes because he played at LSU. He played against Alabama. He played against all these guys. So I, you know, it's just we'll see what happens. I I don't like how the Bengals training camp reports have been coming out. It, it They've been scaring me. Um, and kind I'm of telling you, me, I'm fading them. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not taking any Bengals players. It's rough, man. Like, I don't know. I, I've kind of... I think people need to cool it on Jamar Chase. Yeah. I mean... Like, even without his struggles, the reports of him struggling in camp, why the hell is he being ranked so high? I, like, I get that he's still yeah. a rookie. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, he's still a, I mean, he's still he's a rookie. He's currently right? going 10 spots before I mean, his I, teammate, I, T. I Higgins. mean, I say that, but I'm I'm drafting Najee Harris in the top of the second round. I mean, he's it's going to. I feel like he's going to take him more time to be good. You know what I mean? He might have a, a good second half, but I don't think he's going to be like a wide receiver one or anything. Yeah. I mean, right now he's got an ADP of 59. He's going 10 spots above T. Higgins, Mm -hmm. and I would rather have T. Higgins. Yeah, but I'm still not excited about having either one of them on my team. All right, let's move on. Uh, Pat's tight end, Hunter Henry, expected to miss a couple weeks with a shoulder injury. Sorry. Mari Cooper's ADP is 46. So, yes. You're talking about fourth round Mm -hmm. guy. I know you were talking about that earlier, so. There's your uh, 46. Thanks. Yep. Appreciate it. <laughs> Patriots tight end Hunter Henry expected to miss a couple weeks with a shoulder injury. John U. Smith. Yeah, but a couple weeks. I mean, he might be ready for this season. That's true. So. Chiefs wide receiver Michael Hardman listed as the team's number two wideout on the initial depth chart. Still don't want no part of him. <laughs> Sammy Watkins was the number two. Raiders. Year, he was nothing. Raiders wide receiver Brian Edwards is running with the first team offense ahead of John Brown. This is a little bit interesting. This is a lot um, bit interesting. You know, he's he's had a lot of hype coming out of training camp. Literally, There's been a lot of praise. His entire career is hype. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. It's it's been a lot of praise, a lot of but you I'm know, buying into comparing it. to superstars. Uh, so I mean. Let's see. It, it's still the Raiders. I mean, you you have Darren Waller, you know, and then who who do you got? I know somebody's got to take the Nelson Aguilar vacated targets, but they also brought in a Kenyon Drake who is seemed to get like he's poised to get some targets. Like he's gonna soak up some of that. That's probably why they brought him in there because they have a bruiser in Josh Jacobs. You know, so let I mean, let's see. I I don't know unless he cements himself somehow as the number one target or number two behind Darren Waller and and jumps Henry Ruggs, then I'll be excited. But I'm not I mean, I'm not crazy excited, but he is one of your like last picks, a couple last rounds of your draft. So if you want to take a shot on him and he turns out to be something great, hey man, more power to you. I think that's that's the key there is he's a guy you can take a shot on as your last pick. For sure. And if he's bad and if he or if he doesn't play the amount of snaps that you want him to play or John Brown's running ahead of him, cut bait. Cut him. Cut bait. Do, do a waiver or a waiver wire transaction. Yep. Exactly. Move on, to the, move on to the but at least take day. the shot. I mean, would you rather have him or like, I don't know, throw Darrington Evans on your bench? Ooh, you know what I mean. Like, I think Brian Edwards has a little bit more, has a lot more upside than maybe like one of those, you know, running backs all the way down at the bottom of the barrel. Oh, for sure. All right, let's get into the main reason why we're here tonight. 
What? Oh, I thought I thought you knew. <laughs> no, I I just show up. Oh, okay. I'm just here. All so right, we're gonna fun. talk some rankings, man. <laughs> All right, man. We are getting into our quarterback rankings. Uh, what are we gonna do? Quarterback ones and quarterback twos. Yep. Let's go through All it, right, man. So, give me your top twelve quarterbacks. All right, you, that's a lot of players. Yes, that, right, let's just go. Let's, let's break it apart real quick. Let's go to the top six. Let's see if we have any differences in in, All right. in rankings. Top six right now. I have uh, Mahomes, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers. Top Russ- six. Yeah, 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 there you go. Okay, so there is. You said Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Lamar. Who? Prescott and then Rodgers. Okay. Um, I have Mahomes, Allen, Jackson. That's Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. Okay, so the big one is that we're, we're, we're good on the first two. Mahomes yeah. and Josh Allen, pretty locked and loaded. Those are the top two guys for us. Number three is where we start to differ, and I think we just have them flipped. You have Kyler Murray, right, at number three? Yes. You have Lamar at four? Yes. All right, so we just have those two guys flipped. And I think, um, I think for me, it's it's. I think that I'm betting a little bit on Lamar Jackson's progression as a passer. Yes, Rashad Bateman just went down with a groin injury, but Lamar Jackson was the MVP of the league without Rashad Bateman in the lineup, and with some pretty subpar wide receivers. So his rushing upside to me is clearly higher than Kyler Murray, even though Kyler Murray does have. Double-digit touchdown on the ground upside. But Lamar has, like, 15 touchdowns on the ground upside. You know what I mean? And, yes, Kyler could throw for more yards, but I'm also not totally set on Kyler being an elite, elite, elite quarterback. You know, and I've already seen Lamar do it, so that's why I have him one spot ahead. But I'm not fading either one of them. I'd I'd love to have either one of those quarterbacks, so. Yeah, man. Uh, for me, I do have Kyler a little bit ahead of Lamar just due to the just the weapons around him, man. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, uh, I get it. Uh, I did. I was debating between Kyler, Lamar, or whatever. I, I do like Lamar. I do like Lamar at the ADP Lamar is at. So with how they are right now, if I'm trying to build my roster, I'm most likely probably trying to target Lamar. But the reason why I like Kyler, especially I've, we've said this on a couple episodes as well, if Kyler's there in the fifth, I'm going to snag that all day long. That's yeah. that's a smash. If I'm getting close, like the back end of the fourth, that's a decision I'm going to have to make. Who am I taking Kyler over? You know, And then who's going to be there for me in, in the fifth? Um, with Kyler, the weapons that he has, you know, he's got a stud – elite wide receiver that's being drafted as what top four top five right now in d hop they they brought in an aj green i know he he's actually been looking good in camp i know and he didn't didn't do uh, anything last year but he did lead what he led his team in air yards he had a ridiculous amount of air yards last year he was Mm -hmm. getting the targets he just wasn't coming down with them or whatever you know whatever was going on like Maybe a different change of scenery. He actually becomes that somewhat of that star wide receiver that he Who, once was. No, oh. AJ Green. Oh, <laughs> you talking about AJ Green? You talking about Kyler Murray? Talking about AJ Green right now because oh. I'm saying like I'm laying out the weapons that he has. Okay. okay. So with AJ Green being there, you still have Christian Kirk that might be in another role. They just brought in Rondell Moore. They have a Chase Edmonds and a James Conner. They really don't have a bruiser on in, in the backfield. They have more of that check down pass catching guy, which to me helps Kyler a little bit more with either passing game or you know rushing ability, whatever it might be. I think that Kyler is going to take another step forward, even especially after that injury that he sustained last year that maybe might have hampered him a little bit. So that's why I do have Kyler a little bit ahead of Lamar Jackson. I would love to have either one of these guys on the team, like you said, mm-hmm. but I do give the edge to Kyler over Lamar due to all that stuff and Lamar's pass catchers 
So they just need to stay healthy because Marquise Brown was also on yeah. the injury report. Okay, so we both have Dak at five. I think we're pretty safe on that one. Yep. Um, but you depending have, on his uh, this uh, shoulder. He's yeah, I mean, I think MRI. he's ready for week one. So I hope so. We'll see. Um, but then we start to differ here. You have Rodgers here and yep. Russ at seven. Yes. All right, so we have him flipped again. I. Talk me in. T- tell me why I should move Aaron Rodgers up. I think that I'm close to moving him. Why should I? Why? Why do you have Rodgers over Wilson? Let's see if so, you can change my mind. All right, man. So for me, last year you had, uh, you know, obviously Rodgers was was the MVP. Would he throw 40, 40 touchdowns, five interceptions? Dude was on a tear. And for me, man, I I just think that. He's going to play this season his way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that this they, I think the coaching staff understands that they need to make him, ha- make him happy with him not wanting a trade at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the only way he's staying. Let's put it that way. And I know he's at the end of the year. They understand that they made a mistake with Jordan Love. I know, I know they don't want to admit it. He's not going to let them live it down they either. They know they made a yeah. mistake. And it's not even the fact that he's not going to let him lay it down. Like, I get it. Develop a quarterback if if that was a guy. But he's not – Jordan Love's not even doing anything in practice to tell you that he was worth trading up and getting in the first round like they did. Mm. So, with Aaron Rodgers, I just think he's going to do ex- the same thing he did last year again. I, maybe not the whole like the forty touchdown. You never know because there is an extra game. We have to take a consideration for that because yep. he could easily throw five touchdowns again in a, in a single game and get him to that forty mark or whatever. So yeah. I don't know, man. I just I'm I'm a really excited about Aaron Rodgers being back in Green Bay. It just means a lot for Aaron Jones, for Devontae Adams. As soon as Aaron Rodgers came back, dude, Aaron Jones went went up. Like okay. it, you know. So let me ask you, why do you have him over Russell though? I I like the offense better than with I you know I just I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I trust Russell Wilson. Okay. I I just like the offense better. I like the way he throws it. Uh, I I don't know. I I just I feel a little bit more comfortable in the way that I was statting him out with having Aaron Rodgers above Russell Wilson. Not saying again. Kind of like splitting hairs with Kyler and Lamar. I think they're both good quarterbacks. I still think Russ is going to throw for about, you know, 30 to 35 touchdowns this this season. But you don't think he's a 40-touchdown guy? I don't think his – yeah, I don't think that's that's there, especially with the whole mindset that we're getting from these coaches. That's fair. Okay. Uh, I agree. I'm going to move him up. I'm going to move Rodgers to six, have Russ at seven. I agree. I think the offense is a lot better. I think that the addition of Shane Waldron as the offensive coordinator in Seattle is going to help, probably help Russell be more consistent for an entire season. You know, he was literally on fire the first part of the year, and then somebody threw him in a blast chiller (laughs) on on, on Chopped, man. They just like, yo, cool down. And he did that, and it was rough. So, yeah, uh, I agree. I'm actually going to flip him. So, all right, who do you have at eight? Nine and ten. Let's talk about those three real quick. So eight, nine, and ten. I've got uh, Herbert, Brady, and Tannehill. All right. So we have Herbert at eight together, and you got Brady ahead of Tannehill. Yes. All right. I'm going to conv- I'm going to try to convince you to flip them. Okay. Okay. Ryan Tannehill for me is at nine. You got Brady. I got Brady at ten. Okay. I think Ryan Ryan Tannehill is the for me, he's the last of the safe rushing quarterbacks. Okay? Now, when I say that, yes, Jalen Hurts is going to be a rushing quarterback. Okay? Yes, eventually, Trey Lance will be a starting uh, a rushing quarterback that you can use for fantasy. But Tannehill is, you know, he's not a guy that's going to throw for 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. He's not that guy. I'm not trying to sell you on the passing. What I'm trying to sell you on is he's – a run he he's a sneaky rushing quarterback like he'll put up 9 10 11 rushing touchdowns this year i'm pretty confident in that you know he doesn't have the sorry 
He doesn't have the Lamar Jackson rushing upside, but he's no Tom Brady on the ground either. You know what I mean? Like he can he can run, he can move. So with the addition of Julio Jones in the offense, yes, they lose Donu Smith, but let's be honest, they weren't using him anyway. Yeah, they've got Julio Jones, a clear upgrade over Corey Davis, another year of AJ Brown, and it helps that Derek Derek Henry's back there. So the offense overall is going to be more efficient. They're not going to need to rely on Tannehill to make tight window throws and you know pick apart a defense on third and 12. They're not going to be doing that, right? They're, they're going to be running the ball, play action, wide open guys, high percentage throws. I feel like he'll have a much more efficient season than Tom Brady. Listen, I love Tom Brady, okay? Absolutely love the guy. But there's, he doesn't have a running game that's really – going to carry that team so it, you're going to need tom brady to make tough throws you're going to need him to push the ball down the field he's going to need to be really efficient throwing deep to mike evans and chris godwin and all those guys it's a little bit more for me it's a little shaky to bet on that bet on because tom brady's going to for him to be a top 10 quarterback he's going to have to throw 45 touchdowns have a low interception rate and throw for a ton of yards and I'm just not going to bank on it over Ryan Tannehill. Now, I will target Tom Brady because I do think that he's an elite passer still and can provide me enough. If I've waited at quarterback, Tom Brady is a good, a solid selection. But for me, if I've also waited on quarterback, I can get Tannehill where I want to take a quarterback if I've punted the position in the first place. Yeah. So for me, it's that rushing, the added rushing upside that puts him one spot over Tom Brady. I feel like they can have similar passing seasons within a couple thousand yards. Like nothing, not like they're both going to throw 45 touchdowns, but it's a realistic shot that Tannehill could get to 38, maybe 4,000 yards, like get in that range. Yeah. If he can be efficient and throw a bunch of touchdowns with it he could, and, and rush for a bunch, you know, for, for touchdowns and a bunch of yards, I think he could be a really great pick for you. So, for me, that's why I have Tannehill higher than Brady. Does yeah. that sway you a little bit? I uh, I don't know, man. I, I really don't you know. So I was trying to, I, I was looking back at the stats, and you know, before before the episode, and trying to, you know, look at my rankings, see what's going on, especially with preseason starting and everything like that. And I I just I can't put Tom Brady like much lower. It's just it. I mean, I get it. He's a very stationary quarterback. And, you know, you would think stationary quarterbacks, we don't want them. Like, look at Big Ben, whatever. But he's very – he's still efficient. No matter how old this dude gets and or whatever, he's still efficient. He's got the best wide receiver core that he's been surrounded with. Damn right. And you – Oh, I thought you, you were going to say in the NFL. Oh, that's well, what I would say. Well, in his, in his career, I feel like this is the best oh, wide receiver core that he 100%. is – played with those randy moss teams didn't have a dominant number two or dominant number three exactly and now you literally are gonna have an oj howard come back a rob gronkowski antonio brown playing a full season having a full training camp chris godwin mike evans you just brought in giovanni bernard to be a pass catching back like there's a lot of options for tom brady to be that you know top guy granted his ceiling is capped I get it because of the rushing upside. Like he, there is none. The dude had six rushing yards, but he had three rushing TDs. It don't. It doesn't add up. It's that goal line. That he's that. He's the. He's the Bucks goal line back. You better be careful too, because. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's not but, the um, back. But I mean, so the dude had, you know, 46, 4,600 passing yards. Tannehill was just on that four thousand mark. I do think he gets the four thousand mark this year because there is that seventeen game. And actually, and even Julio. if it, that's where I was going to get to as well, if it wasn't a 17 game, I still think he gets it because of the fact that they added Julio. Where I think he goes down is he had seven rushing TDs last year. I think that goes down with the addition of Julio. And it, you might think that doesn't add up. You're passing more or whatever. The addition of Julio, you're Look at the work that Corey Davis got, and now you're going to add a much better talent in Julio Jones where that opens up the field a lot more, which opens up Derrick Henry a lot more. And I don't think that his goal line rushes are – is he really going to get that? Maybe I'm, I'm 
I think I'm standing out from maybe like four or five. I think he like comes down a little bit on his rushing um, touchdowns, but I don't know, man. I I just don't see it where he's a somewhat like reliable rusher. I think he takes a regression in that, but then progresses in passing with the addition of okay. a stud. Okay. All right, let's move on. Um, number 11, who do you have? I have uh, Matthew Stafford. Okay, so do I. And then I got Jalen Hurts at number 12. Okay, same here. Lynn Lockstep here. Let's kind of go rapid right. fire here. Super quick analysis. All right, I'm going to give you my next five. All right, give me your next five. 13. All right, man. Um, so 13, I have Baker Mayfield. Uh, 14, I have Joe Burrow. 15, I have Kirk Cousins. 16, I have Matt Ryan. And uh, 17, I have Trevor Lawrence. Okay, we have the same players in that range, just in completely different spots. Okay. Okay. So, and let's just, again, let's keep the let's keep the twos of the quarterbacks short. And okay. We'll, and we'll just kind of rapid fire this real quick. I've got Trevor Lawrence at 13. Um, I think he's the real deal. And he's going to be a day one starter. No question, no doubt about it, no questions about it. They're going to throw the ball, I feel like, because they were last in the NFL in rushing attempts last year. I think that they're going to – they'll probably run a little bit more, but they're still going to be a pass-happy team, in my opinion. Kirk Cousins at 14, Joe Burrow at 15, Matt Ryan at 16, Baker at 17. Okay. Um, Kirk's efficient, Joe Burrow at 15. I mean, I'm not – that pretty much means undrafted in the leagues I play in. Um, I'm not really looking at Joe Burrow, uh, especially on this ACL. Maybe the, maybe next year, a year removed from the ACL. Matt Ryan at 16, I just think he's getting up there and doesn't really have a running game to help him out. I think he's going to – he could be good. I mean, I'm still drafting Calvin really, really high, but, I mean, you know, we'll see. I, he's also one of those immobile quarterbacks that needs to rely on touchdowns and, and yardage. And just lost a very big piece of the offense. Exactly. And 17, I've got Baker Mayfield. They're a run-first team. Baker's not a fantasy quarterback that I'm willing to take a shot on. Let's go with 18 19 and 20 well, and we'll kind of real, real quick on the baker thing i mean we that's our biggest difference right now yes for um, sure is i have him at 13 you have him at 17 yes uh the reason why i've got trevor down so low is it's not really i mean you put 14 15 16 17 in a blender and and just split it out yeah of, of how you have it i just don't know if i'm trusting that coaching staff and i don't I we just don't know. Yeah. And I'm kinda accounting for that. You know, we're we're talking about streamers at this point. Uh unless you're in a two QB league, you're talking about maybe your second QB or whatever. Um mm-hmm. uh, but for Baker Mayfield, it looked like a lot of stuff started to click. Uh he's that Kevin Stefanski offense looked like it was finally starting to click for Baker Mayfield. I think that they're gonna run a much better solid offense. I agree with you that they want to run the ball first. But so did Tennessee, and we're talking about Tannehill. You know, even last year, Tannehill was a top 10 quarterback. So I do see a world where there is a way that Baker Mayfield makes the top 10, mm-hmm. and especially with the the guys that he has surrounded You know what I'm saying? Like, he's got OBJ and Jarvis Landry, and, you know, Austin Hooper is a decent tight end. Uh, so I, I just think that I ranked him up there because I do see a world where he even – surpasses that and gets into the top 10. Okay. Uh, so 18, I do have Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, 19, I have Derek Carr. And 20, I have Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right. Um, I have Tua 18, Fitzpatrick at 20. 19, I don't have Derek Carr in my top. Derek Carr's at 24 for me. Okay. I'm just off. I mean, just the whole offense is just bleh to me. 19, I've got Trey Lance. Oh, now, this is for me, it's more of a placeholder than anything else. If Trey Lance is named the starter, he is going to skyrocket. I could see putting him back-to-back with Trevor Lawrence, whether that's in front or behind. I just feel like Trey Lance is going to be a fantasy stud if he gets, gets onto the field week one. I mean, honestly, it could be week 15, and I would pull him out and start him. Like, <laughs> I am sold on the 49ers this season for fantasy. Easiest schedule in the NFL. 
probably the best playoff schedule in fantasy. So Trey Lance, put him at 19. I'm saying it's a placeholder because I could ease I would without a doubt put him ahead of Cousins, Burrow, Ryan, Baker, Tua, Fitzpatrick. I'd put him ahead of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I said that. I'd put him as a QB one. Wow. If he if he was named the day one starter, I'd put him that high. All right. All right. So that's the biggest difference we have in that range. Again, these are all streamers at this point. Yeah. Um, our top guys, we had a, we had some pretty, you know, our biggest difference obviously was Baker and Trevor Lawrence being four or five spots away from each other. Pretty much yeah. everywhere else that we disagreed was kind of like one or two flipped, spots here. Like flipped yeah. back, you know, either back to back or or one or two spots. So yeah, um, I mean, I'm just gonna defend the. I mean, I don't know why I'm defending Derek Carr, but why? the reason reason why I got him at 19. They Justin still wants ran. to die on the Derek Carr hill. No, I I'm done starting that car. Um, I already unplugged the battery. It won't even start. But the reason why I do have him at 19 is because of the fact they did run a top 10 offense last yeah. year. They still do provide boom games. Uh, and I think un- with bad defenses, you can stream Derek Carr unless he gets you negative points. And then you just take the battery out of the car, put water instead of gasoline. That was such a good And <laughs> I put some sugar. In there, and then just watch it blow up. Yeah, uh, maybe put a potato in the exhaust pipe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Justin's just throwing gasoline yeah, on top dude. of it at, at this point, man. Uh, but drive, drive it off a cliff and throw a lighter at it. He did have his up games. He did have you know some some games where he was a very good streamable option. Yeah, that's why I do have him. So all right. I think that was some good talk on quarterbacks, man. Let's jump into some tight ends. Uh, we kind of already mentioned, we talked a lot about quarterbacks too at the beginning of the show. Let's kind of talk about some tight ends real quick. I know we're pretty similar on the top six players. Just kind of same thing with quarterbacks. We're kind of back. Uh, we differ a little bit on certain guys. So um, I'm going to give you my guys first because we gave you gave me yours in the yeah, quarterback spot. Absolutely. So uh, at one, I'm going to give you the top six. Okay. Right, then, let me guess. Travis Kelsey. Wow. <laughs> so yes. smart. Okay. Uh, yes. Travis Kelsey is my number one. And then I have Darren Waller at two, George Kittle at three, Mark Andrews at four, and Tyler Higby at five. Ooh. That right there is the probably going to be the biggest disagreement that we have. Yes, absolutely. I am just I'm, – I'm, I'm buying – I'm drinking the Higby Kool-Aid. You do it, man. I'm drinking it. You do Pinky it. up and everything. Uh, Kyle Pitts at six, and I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna bet on the talent and the situation. They lose Julio, and he's I I'm a Florida fan. I watched him dominate in 2020. I saw it with my own eyes. I watched every game they played that year, and he is just there's there's. There's not a player on defense who you who is a perfect matchup against him. Like he's going to be a nightmare for opposing defenses. He doesn't need a perfect ball every time. His catch radius is insane. His speed is crazy for the tight end position. Yes, tight ends take a lot to take time to get there. I'm not calling for you know this super crazy breakout year, but you know, the tight end five through tight end 12, the margin of points is super small. And I feel like he's going to be in that range. I just think that I'm going to bet on the talent and say he's the leader of this middling tight end group. That's right. just, yeah. So who are your top? Where do, you, where do we differ? Who is your – obviously, you probably have Kelsey one. Yeah, so, um, I I mean, I said it earlier too. I've got Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. Mm-hmm. That's my top three. Yeah. I just feel a little bit more comfortable with Kittle than I do Waller especially if he's out there healthy. Uh, I do have Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson at four and five. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in TJ Hawkinson, but a lot of my mocks drafts, man, I don't, I don't see myself taking him. Yeah. Due to the fact that the, what I can get at his ADP right now with other positions of how I, how I construct my roster I, I've taken him in like one or two mocks, and I just didn't like the team. Yeah. Uh, so 
it, you know, I, I just kind of see myself. I, I do think he is going to be a breakout candidate. I think he can be the number one option on his team because there really isn't anybody else, man, yeah. you know. So, uh, but with the injuries that are happening in um, in Baltimore right now, I, this, I put Mark Andrews above TJ Hawkinson. I do have, then I do have uh, Dallas Goddard at six and Robert Tunyon at seven. Okay. So, I mean, and I'm just going to go back really quick to Higby. I'm not drafting Higby as the fifth tight end off the board. Just putting that out there. Yes, yeah, I have him ranked there, but I know I can get him later. Yeah. Eighth, ninth, yeah, tenth he's round. Going, right now he's going 135. Yeah, so I can take him a little bit later. I just think that he is the fifth best tight end on the board to me. Okay. Um, yeah, I you you have Goddard pretty high for me. I think uh, that's another th- place I think we need to kind of dwell on for a second. Zach Ertz is still there, and I, I mean I get he it. He may not be the number one, but they've been together on the same team for a couple years now, and neither one of them have been a top five tight end. You know, it has it's been a minute. It's been a while. I mean, Zach Ertz used to be, but that was like early Dallas Dallas Goddard years. Yeah, like rookie year, second year, Zach Ertz was still a thing. As Goddard's gotten more into the offense and more into the NFL game, they're going to eat into each other. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they could be. They, I think Goddard could finish in that middling range, but I mean. Um, I mean, so for me, I have Dallas Goddard up there because I just think that he's going to be Jalen Hurts' best friend. I think that he is going to be that safety net for him when either he's in trouble or he just needs to check down or this is just a guy open there in the middle of the field. Do you think Zach Ertz is on the roster in week one? I don't think so. And even if he is, I think he takes a, a step back. I, I don't think it's going to be the Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard show. I really don't think so. And I, I don't know, man. I Now with the, the injury concerns with Devontae Smith and the – development concerns or whatever with Jalen Rager, you know, seeing if he's going to take a step forward and, and you don't know what's going on with the rest of this wide receiver core. I think that Dallas Goddard is going to have a very good connection with Jalen Hurts and everything coming out of camp is saying that they are, you know, he, they're heavily targeted and they're becoming, you know, that chemistry is growing Mm -hmm. with Jalen Hurts. So I do have him there at six. I think he's going to be a very good tight end. One of those middle of the pack guys that, Maybe doesn't have the upside to get you there into the top five, whatever. But I think that you know, five, six, maybe the six, seven range is is perfect for him or where he can finish. Yeah. See, the problem with this range is for me six, seven, eight, nine, and and probably six through nine are like the. It's a range where I'm not touching whoever's there. You know what I mean? Like I'm not drafting a tight end in this in this area. You know, I'm either getting the top four guys in the early part of the draft or I'm waiting till the eighth, ninth, tenth round to get Higby. So if I don't have, if I don't get Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Andrews, I'm not drafting Pitts, Hawkinson, Tunyon. I'm not drafting those guys. Um, It's just not how I build my rosters. So, I mean, I'd rather wait and take some shots on some other guys like I'm going to talk about right now. I've got Johnny Smith at nine. Um, I have Goddard at ten. No fan at 11, but I honestly don't believe in that ranking at the moment. I actually hate myself for putting him in the top 12. I'm not a Noah fan guy at all. I've got Blake Jarwin at 12. Okay. I am a Jarwin fan. So yep. You were I a think, Jarwin fan last year. Yes, I was. I think I'm going to move Jarwin up to – I'm going to move him up two spots right now. Okay, so I've got Jarwin at 10 now, Goddard at 11, Fant at 12. Still hate myself for the Fanta 12, <laughs> but, you know, we'll we'll live with it. We'll figure it out. Um, any differences there in the, you know, eight? I mean, I've got – I don't know if I said who I had at eight, but I have Tunyon at eight, Johnny went nine, Jarwin at 10, Goddard at 11, Fanta 12. All right. Yeah, man, uh, at eight I have uh, Higby. I've got uh, Kyle Pitts at number nine. Ten I have Logan Thomas. Eleven I have Johnu. 12, I have Irv Smith. Uh, the, I mean, my my biggest thing for me 
is, I mean, I got Kyle Pitts all the way at nine due to the fact that, man, d- just the track record with rookies and tight ends, it doesn't match well. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that he's not going to be great. I'm hoping he is. There's a lot of vacated targets to go around in that offense. Mm. So let, let's see. I mean, that to me, the Falcons are might be – it might be scary. You know, like, I don't think they're going to be a very good team, let alone put up a lot of fantasy points. Yeah. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be, like, he. I think he's going to be huge in, like, the PPR aspect. Like, he's going to be that Stefan Diggs season last year. Yeah. But Stefan wasn't scoring. He had that one game where he scored, like, four TDs or something like that. But he wasn't scoring throughout the season like that. But he was racking up. Reception after yards, reception yeah. after reception. So that's where I think that Calvin really is going to be. But I have Kyle Pitts at 9. Logan Thomas at 10. I'm actually really down on Logan Thomas this year. I don't think that he's going to. What if I told you I'm more down on Logan Thomas? I have him at, 30, <laughs> I have him at 13. Yeah, right I mean, now. I have him at 10 just because I like him. They added so many weapons. They did, but I, do, I still like him above some of these guys. And I don't know. I he still made a name for himself, and he got paid a decent amount. He did. Maybe there's a there is a plan that this coaching staff has for Logan Thomas. That's what I'm trying to keep in mind. So that's why I put him there at ten. Janu, I do like, especially if this injury lingers with Hunter Henry, and he's not there to start the season. He starts out hot. Maybe he continues to stay hot. So I do like Janu this year, and. Tight ends and New England have always had a very decent track record. Yeah, except for so, last year. But we're yes. not going to talk about no, that. No, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, Irv Smith at 12. I do like Irv Smith as well. I like Irv Smith too. I think I'm going to end up moving him up after this conversation. I, I've just, you know, I've just I've thought long and hard about Goddard and Fant, and I, I just can't bring myself to take them over Irv Smith. Yep. So I've, I'm thinking about a change here as well. Adjusting the rankings on the fly, man. This is this is some quality <laughs> stuff you guys are listening to, okay? So Irv Smith, yeah, I agree. I, I think I like Irv Smith a little bit. I saw some practice footage of him the other day. Dude's looking sharp. Yeah, man, Dude's he, he looks really good. And, and to end the year last year, he was a very good streamable option. I think that's what we're talking about in this range anyway is streamable tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... Personally, I, I like Kirk Cousins in the like efficiency aspect of the team. Granted, I think that you know the points that they had to keep, they had to sustain to keep in the games and 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 push the ball. I don't think that's going to happen. They spent a lot of money on defense and free agency. You know, they try to they try to fix that really quick. Yeah, but you even if you're trying to fix it, you can pay everybody you need to pay like we we haven't seen it yet we don't know maybe it's going to be a little bit better maybe they run the ball a little more but i still think that Irv smith gets his touches i still think there's a decent amount to go around and there's nobody really behind him so at the tight end position as maybe the fourth option outside of jefferson Thielen, and cook i i, I kind of like my options as, as a really good streamable option yeah okay so i also have troutman in here at 14 where do you have troutman at uh, I put Troutman down at 18. The reason I got him down there, man, is I, I get it. There's nobody. Yeah, because you have Hawkinson up that high because there's nobody. Well, Hawkinson has proven it. We have not seen. Yeah, I'm just. I was just we, jabbing you. We haven't seen Troutman. Just a subtle jab. Do it. Just subtle. Just a little subtle jab. <laughs> uh, we haven't seen Troutman do it on the it's NFL like Derek field. Lewis jab. I know he. I know he like. Um. I know he ranked as a very good run blocking tight end last year, and I know he's gonna be on the field. Okay, that that's a given. He's gonna be Step on the one. field, but we, I don't know what this offense is gonna look like. Yeah, we we went from okay, we you know we 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 have a quarterback competition to now we have a quarterback competition, a wide receiver, uh, like. You know, I, I just – I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going on with New Orleans right now. They're taking a lot of uh, quick blows. 
Maybe Adam Troutman blows up. The targets do have to go somewhere. I would rather take my shot on Adam Troutman than like a Callaway uh, at this point. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So as one of your last picks with an ADP of 178 at this point, I I mean I would rather take a shot on Adam Troutman if I'm if I'm digging deep at tight end. Okay, I can dig it. So, yeah, right, so, so I got uh, Evan Ingram at 13. I've got Mike Kosicki at 14, Noah Fan at 15, Gronkowski at 16, got Blake Jarwin at 17, and Adam Troutman at 18. Okay. I have Gronkowski at 16 as well. Yeah, my biggest – say, who was your 13 again? Evan Ingram. Yeah, that's the biggest difference, I think, for me. I've got Ingram at 19. I'm just not um, – I'm just not on board with this offense, man. So I'm not on board with it either. The main reason why I have him up there at 13 is due to the fact that uh, Kenny Galladay is already dealing yeah. with that hamstring injury. And you got a Saquon who's not really 100% it's, right now. Exactly. And the I think Evan Ingram is probably going to be the number one target it uh, in this offense. I mean, it's not nothing to be like. I mean, it's not. It's not like shocking. Exactly. That that. There's. I mean, it could happen. Evan Ingram had a really good rookie season, and he hasn't come to much after that. You know what I'm saying? Like he hasn't been that you know guy that everybody thought he might be. But with the lack of pass catchers out there, I know you still got Sterling Shepard, uh, Darius Slayton, all that stuff. But I just think that. Maybe to start the year, they have to pass a little bit more because they don't have a Saquon behind them if he's missing the first couple weeks. I think Evan Ingram is going to is gonna be a viable part of this offense, especially if Kenny Galladay's in and out of the lineup with his hamstring injury if it lingers. Okay. All right, yeah, I can dig it. All right, I've got, Gron- like I said, Gronk at 16, Cole Komet at 17. Gasicki at 18, Ingram at 19, and Hunter Henry at 20. Anything stand out to you there? Who do you have 16 through 20? Let's kind of go rapid fire here. Is there anybody that you are maybe just kind of like what I did with Trey Lance, maybe like this guy could break out and he's really just here as a placeholder? What do you got going on in this range? Um, 16, uh, I said 16, I got Gronk. 17, Blake Jarwin, Adam Troutman at 18. And nineteen and twenty, I actually have Jared Cook and Gerald Everett, or Jared Cook and Gerald Everett. Um, Jared Cook, to me, he's that veteran that could help a very young quarterback in Justin Herbert. I think that uh, coming in, even though you know he might be on his last legs or whatever, I think that he could still be maybe a streamable option. Hunter Henry. Was a decent option last year. I think he finishes the tight end 13 overall. So, I don't know. I think I might take a late shot on Jared Cook as well. If I'm really, like, really, really punting the position, I'm trying to stream or something. Uh, Gerald Everett, that's kind of just, you know, plant your flag. See if you like a, see if you like a guy. Uh, tight ends in Seattle haven't really completely worked out. Yeah. But they haven't had a tight end built like Gerald Everett in his play set. Or At least his, not a tight end that set. was in their prime. Exactly. So I think that Gerald Everett could possibly, you know, maybe take a uh, implement himself in this offense. So that, I got him there at number 20. Okay. No big disagreements here. I mean, a lot of these guys, like you said, are going to be streaming candidates anyway. These are not guys that you're going to be drafting. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't suggest – drafting anybody outside outside the top 15 tight ends unless you feel con- convinced that they're going to break out into the top 10 but i mean we're really just looking for guys i mean the top 15 is probably that range where i'm trying to take a tight end maybe two so justin we just finished up quarterback and tight end rankings do you have any final thoughts man anything that stood out to you biggest differences anything like that no, man. I mean, we covered pretty much everything. Uh, if we had a difference, we kind of laid out of, of why we think and why we got those guys there. And, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for some football. Yeah, me too, Let's, man. And I'm, I'm ready, man. No more injuries, please. Everybody come back healthy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for these drafts to kick off. And I think we got a mock coming up Absolutely. next week, don't we? For sure, man. All we right, dropped man. another one early this week. 
sir. That's going to do it for us tonight, folks. Remember, follow the show at Pigskin Champs on Twitter, at Pigskin Champs Pod on Facebook. You can follow both of us, Justin at Pigskin underscore Jay Gonzo, and myself at Pigskin underscore DRock. We've got a mock next week, wide receiver rankings next week, maybe some commissioner stuff coming up. Got a lot of stuff going on, man. Season is, I believe they said a month from today. A month so, from? Yes, yeah. Uh, no, probably a month from, yeah, a month from today. Bucks, Cowboys, kickoff. Ooh, yes, Week sir. one. Cannot wait. Let's so go. excited. We've got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff planned for you guys. So stick with us, man. Like us, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Justin, take it away, man. All right, man. Thank you guys again for tuning in. We appreciate everybody. We love support. Let us know how we are doing. Give us a review on uh, on the podcast platforms. Wherever you get this podcast. Absolutely, man. Derek, I'm going to take it away with this one. Why is dark spelled with a K, not a C? Why? Because you can't see in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good one, guys. Y'all be safe. <laughs> see ya.